Storytelling is marketing's oxygen. Your brand cannot survive without it. Hi, my name is Nyquia, and I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, a global digital marketing agency. I have mastered the art of storytelling and marketing strategy from the greatest storyteller of all time. Yes, girl, you got that right. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The Scriptures, Stories, and Strategies podcast is here to help faith-based content creators create a universal community within their online business that sparks engagement, prompts actions, and generates income using lessons from the only business book you really need, your Bible. Let's begin. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. If you are new and skip past that introduction, no worries because I skip past it too sometimes. <laughs> you probably have no clue who I am. Well, I am your host, Nyquia, the founder of The Marketing Profit, which is a Christian based marketing agency for Christian backed or based e commerce brands. We help e commerce businesses increase their global reach and visibility, website traffic, and sales through the world's largest search engines like Google and Pinterest. So the purpose of this podcast is to help Christian female entrepreneurs like you infuse more of their faith and God's words within their marketing and business strategies. And I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and transforming them into applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business plans, trials, and successes as your number one business partner. Okay, so today I want to talk about uh, a business topic that I've noticed personally many small business owners are avoiding or not giving enough attention to. So I'm talking about understanding and analyzing your business as well as having business foresight. Okay, so as you may already know, um, once again, I own a global digital marketing agency and usually when the um, during the interview process when people are seeking out to work with me... Um, to see if um you know we both fit each other's business needs one of the first things i asked for is a screenshot of your last 90 day business analytics and sadly enough do you know what about 40 percent of these business owners you know say to me it's either like you know oh i don't really look at those but i have them or oh i don't have any website analytics set up now (laughs) when business owners underutilize their own analytics Personally, to me, it's a huge red flag Uh, because if you're coming to me to help with your business's visibility but have no idea the condition of your own business, how do you know my help is even needed? Um, If you're a business owner listening to this podcast right now and I were to ask you, you know, how much did your money, um, how much money did your business bring in last quarter or uh, like, would you be able to answer it without looking through your data? Or what if I said, you know, what is your best-selling product or most visited website page? How much traffic did you get in the last 30 days? If these questions apply to you and you have no clue, then my love, that's a problem you'll want to fix. See, going to get help from a professional before understanding your own business is dangerous because essentially... It's diagnosing a problem before knowing what's causing your business to not attract and convert website traffic into sales, let's say if that's your problem. Um, And then also personally, it also tells me you built a business um, online with no plans and like no foresight and you're just looking for quick tips to see success overnight. So with that being said, today's scripture for this lesson actually comes from Proverbs 27 verses 23 through 27 and then today's story for this lesson comes from king solomon um in particular we're going to be focusing on second chronicles 
And then just a, before we actually get into the uh, lesson, just know any of the verses I read or like the stories I read from the Bible, I read the ESV version. So if it just, if you have your Bible in front of you and you read and you have the option to read along, um, when I get to that part, just know if yours sound a little different, it's because I have the ESV version. Anyways, so if you've been an avid listener of my podcast, you know, King Solomon is one of my favorite people in biblical times because he was a great leader. And I feel if he was alive today, he'd be a successful businessman. I mean, yeah, I understand he also made some mistakes along the way, but don't we all? So King Solomon was the wisest king ever. And um, I did a podcast episode on how we as Christian entrepreneurs can take a few notes from King Solomon on how to run your own business, similar to how he ran his kingdom during his reign. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should. Um, I believe that episode can be found actually in this season, which is season three, um, episode five. Uh, So what is business analysis and what is business foresight and why are both important? So business analysis is defined as the discipline of recognizing business needs and finding solutions to various business problems. To put it simply, business analysis involves identifying key business objectives and metrics. So like KPIs or that that basically means key performance indicator. Um, And then also collecting as much data as possible over a period of time. And then with all of this data, you'll be able to paint a picture of potential issues that are facing your business and then what those objectives are. So then after that, you'll be able to design or enhance processes within your business or like create procedures that enable you to reach these objectives and implement the right solutions for your business. Now, business foresight involves future-oriented awareness and planning. And this actually helps with... um, This helps your business basically respond quickly and effectively to future market threats like COVID. We've seen it. Um, uh, Threats and opportunities. So why is business foresight and business analysis important? Well, foresight involves future-oriented awareness and planning. um, And uh, it enables businesses to respond quickly and effectively to future market threats. And then business analysis helps you understand what you can do to help your brand or business scale and how to measure that growth to understand what needs to change and what doesn't need to change. So with that being said, and now that we have an understanding of what business um, insights is and what business analytics are and the importance of them, I want to revisit Proverbs 27 verses 23 through 27. And I want to dissect this scripture and apply it to our businesses or in your business. So that scripture reads, know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds for riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? When the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of the field. There will be enough goat milks for your food for the food of your household and the maintenance for your girls. Now, let's apply this scripture to your business or um, as an entrepreneur. So the first part says, and we're going to break this down, right? So the first part says, know well the condition of your flocks. Basically meaning that we should know the well the condition of our businesses because you can't fix what you don't know is broken. Um, the next part says, and give attention to your herds. 
which for our business, um, this can align to understanding business trends. It's so important to understand your industry's business trends at least 90 days in advance. And honestly, for some industries, it's up to even a year. Um, so what works now may not work three months from now. And what's trending now may not be trending months from now. So change is inevitable um, in the business world. And we've seen proof with that with, the, with this pandemic within the last two years. So always be on the lookout for industry trends um the next part of this verse reads for riches do not last forever and does a crown endure to all generations now this verse talks about economic success and political success and i'm going to talk about the difference between those two in a few first let's start with economic uh, success so let's talk history for a brief second if you think about it right the rich men of previous generations are not the rich men of this generation or rich families of this generation. Um, when I think of the last generation of wealthy families, I think of the Rothschilds, the Vanderbilts, the Morgans, the Carnegies, the Astors, the Rockefellers. But guess what? They have fallen far from the preeminence they once had, right? So in today's generation, the rich families are like the Gates, the Buffets, the Allens, the Waltons, the Ellisons, the Balmers, and more. Now, let's be real. Some of these these families today in this generation could buy out the older families combined. So that's what this verse means when it states that riches are not forever because, you know, it's just not. Um, so this is what economic um, success is referring to, and economic success is only temporary. So what about political success? So um, this is for that verse that says, um, and does a crown endure to all generations. So think of all the invincible kings of history, right? Who once ruled mighty empires. Guess what? <laughs> they all like disappeared. Like um, Alexander the Great died at 33 and his sons were murdered. Uh, his crown and his family stopped right there. You know, where's Ramsey II? Where's Genghis Khan? Where's Louis XVI? Where's John F. Kennedy and their families? You know, what happened to the great Nebuchadnezzar? Even his glorious city of Babylon disappeared from the face of the earth. You know, what happened to the mighty Roman Empire? You know, present Italy and its capitals are laughing stocks in comparison. See, what I love about, you know, King Solomon is that he saw such potential change firsthand. Uh, king Saul, which was the first king of Israel, and his families were wiped out. Only a dependent crippled name, um, and I'm going to probably pronounce this incorrectly, but Mephisil Besh was left. David, which was Solomon's father, replaced Saul, and he was not even the, from the same tribe of Israel. And Solomon's son, Rehoboam, quickly lost 10 of the 12 tribes through poor leadership. So, what I basically mean is that the crown does not endure to every generation. Political success is only temporary. So how can we apply this to our businesses? I think it's safe to understand that we aren't going to live forever, right? And well, at least not in this world. Um, and we may have an amazing business now, but will it survive through the next generations? With so much economic and political changes, it's not likely. And you know what? That's okay. See, I think the point is to try to strive and run a business that does well in your lifetime. And I think ultimately that's what we can control to an extent. 
Now, the last part of the verse states, when the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. There will be enough goat's milks for your food, for the food of your household and maintenance for your girls. And that last verse is important too. Um, because basically when our businesses are doing well, there's room for new growth. And that new growth will provide necessities and help others. It, it will help pay the bills. You know, there will be enough profit to help others in your household, in your communities, within your business, such as like your employees. And a successful business opens up opportunities for more people to be hired and learn a new skill. Skill. Um, okay, so now I want to apply this business lesson to a section in Second Chronicles with King Solomon. So the first thing I want to point out is that as soon as Solomon becomes king, right, the first thing he does is praise for wisdom. I believe as Christian entrepreneurs, we should also be asking for wisdom when it comes to running our businesses. If you have no idea how to pray for your business when it comes to running your business, I have a method that I teach in an episode called How to Pray for Your Business Using the Pray Method with ne from Nehemiah. And you can find that, I believe, two episodes back from this one. Um, okay, so now, excuse me, um, now taking a look at chapter two in Chronicles 2. I want to draw your attention to the section named Preparing to Build the Temple. And in this section, Solomon seeks to start preparing to build the temple. And in that process, he starts to seek out skilled workers to help him build the temple. So in the same way we are preparing our businesses to launch and go public, we should also make sure that we're hiring skilled workers or have a good skill set ourselves. Now, if you're starting out your business by yourself, you want to make sure that you have good systems in place to help take on the job of what an employee may do until you can possibly hire one. Now, I also want to draw your attention to chapter 8 in Second Chronicles. Um, and this section is called Solomon's Accomplishments. Because of him rebuilding the temple and asking for wisdom and hiring skilled workers and making good business deals with uh, King Haram, I believe it was, you know, he was able to finally give back to the people like rebuilding cities. Remember what Proverbs 27 uh, verses 25 through 27 says? Well, that that section of the verse, you know, Solomon was able to obtain, quote unquote, new growth from the building of the temple and provided jobs and rebuilt cities just like this verse, you know, that talks about. Um, it talks about, quote, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. Um, there will be enough goats for your um, food, uh, for the food of your household and the maintenance for your girls. Uh, now, I want to stress again that King Solomon did not do this all by himself. He sought out help and advisors. This technically plays a uh, this actually plays a role in understanding business analytics and trends because you may see your business going one way, but someone else may have a better understanding of how to make your business goals come to life. Another thing I want to point out is is that we're not perfect. You know, we're not going to be skilled in every single department of our own business. Somebody might be better at marketing. Then you, somebody may be better at analytics than you. And that's where that's where strong businesses come from. When you're hiring people who are skilled in a certain asset and you're not taking on all the responsibilities and all the departments in your business. If you if you if you're starting off new, I understand that, but as your business grows, um, that's when it comes to important to hiring skilled workers. Um <clears throat> 
Oh, excuse me. So, um, so basically, um, a team or at least system should be a strategy within your business. Um, we should join with others who have diverse views and experiences. And in Proverbs fifteen twenty two, Solomon actually says, "Plans fail for lack of counsels, but with many advisors they succeed." And then in Proverbs twenty verse eighteen, um, it says, "Make plans by seeking advice. If you wage war, obtain guidance." So, see, many people will say, you know, oh, technology is future, um, which that's true. But I also realize all the more that God is in control of the future. You know, we can plan for the future of our business, but we must commit our plans to God. Um, to man belongs plans of the hearts, but from the, you know, from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. You know, all a man's um, all a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. You know, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. And that's from Proverbs sixteen, um, verses one through three. We as Christian leaders and entrepreneurs should use strategic foresight to plan for the future, but then commit those plans to the Lord that He um, would help carry them out according to His will. Now, there are many more examples in the Bible that align perfectly with understanding your business analytics and business trends, and I pray you seek these scriptures and stories out yourself. So that brings me to the end of this episode, and I do want to end off in a prayer for your business that will help you seek guidance about your business's trends and analytics. So if you're in the position to pray, go ahead and bow your head. If you're not, you can just go ahead and listen in. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you have done and you keep doing for me. Thank you for blessing me with the business to do for, um, to, to have income for myself, my family, and my consumers. You said that you would bless any hand that works diligently and fairly. I pray to, I pray you bless the works of my hands, fathers. Please help me run this business in truth and in a godly way to please you. Please show me the right decisions to make that will make my business prosperous. I pray that you help me differentiate what is evil from what is right. Grant me divine judgment when I am choosing people to do business with. What may be right in my sight may not be right in yours, Lord. Help me move with the times in this business. Let me not be archaic. Keep my business afloat through all times. Let me meet the needs of my consumers no matter where they are and grant me the foresight to make decisions that will keep my business ahead. Grant me your wisdom, Lord, to spot any weaknesses in my business. Help me plug up any holes that may be hindering my progress in this business, Lord. Help me steer this business on the right path through any stormy winds and help me sense danger quickly when they appear. Continue to be my pillar in this business, dear Lord, and bless me and my team with a sound mind and good health so we may continue to grow this business. Let my business be a place of good intentions, Lord. Help my business reach people who need my services, who need my products, and help me resist any evil plan that looks good on the surface um, but is not fit within your plan, Lord. Only you know the end from the start. Thank you so much, Lord, for uh, sustaining my business. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So thank you so much once again for listening to this podcast. I love you and I will talk to you in the next episode. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? 
girl. That's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Field friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.